well guys welcome back to the lightning show episode three i apologize for the delay uh, in between episode two and three i know it's been about three weeks already but she's, things got a little hectic in uh, my schedule and of course my producer tom dre uh, in his schedule he's out in uh, california he's taking classes at ucla and just making movies making hit tv shows so my boy's been busy but he's back I'm excited that he gets to keep doing this with me and uh, hopefully our schedules won't get too hectic anymore. We can keep this rolling, but I'm glad we're back and we're going to get into some nice topics this week and uh, let's get it rolling. First of all, a huge, huge shout out to my man Tiger Woods. Of course, he's my favorite golfer, has been for a long time. I mean, the minute I started getting into golf... Uh, He's been my favorite golfer. Of course, he's my dad's favorite golfer, and that's part of the reason why as well. Uh, I've been trying to get back into the golf game a little bit, um, trying to perfect my craft on the links. But a man who's perfected his craft and has for a really long time um, is that man, Tiger Woods. And I'm so happy to see him back on top. I know he has a little bit of a checkered past, but I tell you what, you know, Obviously, it wasn't the prettiest pass, uh, but he's gone through a lot since then. Uh, It's not the easiest thing to do. And, of course, multiple, multiple back surgeries and trying to find his swing again, trying to find his game again, changing up clubs, changing up caddies, everything like that. Uh, So it's been a long road for him to get back, and I'm I'm happy to say that he's back, in my opinion. Uh, And for him to get a huge, huge win uh, this weekend, especially going into the Ryder Cup. And I think my boy is on another level right now. Uh, He's flying high. He's feeling good. He's playing good. He's looking even better. So I hope he keeps that rolling. I hope they do well. The United States, I hope they do well in the Ryder Cup. Can't wait to see how that turns out. And, of course, you know you got some big names on that team like Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler. I think Dustin Johnson's on the squad as well. So that should be really, really fun for them. Uh, but I can't, I'm, I mean, I can't, I mean, I, I just, I think it's so exciting that, you know, Tiger Woods is finally back after everything that he's gone through. So, Mama, there goes that man again. A topic I'd like to get into, and I know it's been a few weeks removed, and, um, I mean, from the news, really, and, you know, Nike's ad with Colin Kaepernick, I think they hit it on the head. I think they hit the nail on the head. I think what every I think everything that they're doing is right. I think everything that Colin Kaepernick do, is doing is right. A lot of people will obviously disagree with me with this. A lot of people might even stop listening to my podcast because of my view on this situation. But this man has done nothing wrong. He's done nothing illegal. All he did was take a knee in protest, uh, silent protest, as a matter of fact, against the social injustice against. Um, black Americans in this country and you know a lot of people don't know this but his former um, I think it was his teammate or no excuse me the former GM of the uh, of the 49ers actually was a was a veteran Uh, and you know if if anybody remembers Colin Kaepernick first sat on the bench and during the national anthem and he, he I forgot his name it's bad on my part but the GM you know told him he like, hey, listen, you know, instead of sitting, why don't you kneel? Kneel down next to me. It's more respectful. 
So a man who actually gave his life, um, or put his life on the line for this country, actually gave Colin Kaepernick almost permission to take that knee. And of course, there's no rules on what you can and cannot do during the national anthem. Um, there's yeah, there's no rule book. If anything, the rule book says that American flags can only fly aloft, meaning they can only fly straight up and down on a pole or hung from rafters. Um, and of course, the NFL uh, breaks that rule every time they spread an American flag across the field. These hundred yard long flags or fifty yard long flags doesn't matter. Same thing with the NBA; they do it to cover the court. That is against the rules of American flag. I've looked them up. I've done research. The flag should only fly aloft and should obviously never touch the ground. But with the Colin Kaepernick thing, you know, this league has let or the NFL has let back let players return after sexual assault after physical abuse to loved ones after actually doing things illegal and most recently Michael Kendricks who what was embezzled money or, or did something where he was moving money illegally and now he's back in the league but Colin Kaepernick is without a job oh and the 49ers just signed Tom Savage to be their backup quarterback are you kidding me Colin Kaepernick led them to the Super Bowl back in 2012. And here this man sits without a job, but you're going to call up Tom Savage? Come on, man. And that's no disrespect to Tom Savage, but you cannot sit here and tell me that Tom Savage is a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick. Or there's also some quarterbacks that are without jobs right now that are just sitting at home waiting for a phone call. But here nor there has nothing to do with the job, but just the fact that Colin Kaepernick has done nothing wrong at all, has done nothing illegal. And for the president to bash him and all the other athletes that have taken a knee. And of course for Jerry Jones to say if any cowboy takes a knee, he'll no longer play for the Cowboys. But is that that's the same man who had a um, military appreciation day at their training campsite out in California and chose not to take his hat off and was also told to take his hat off. And he still refused to take his hat off. So you're telling me that if a cowboy kneels, he's off the team, but the owner of the team won't won't take off his hat? You have to be joking. But it's also the same man who's boys with Donald Trump and who's put millions and millions of dollars into Donald Trump's, well, what was his elections and, and campaigns and, and whatnot. So all I'm going to say is I think Nike hit a home run. Nike you know, made a lot of money from this, all those people burning shoes and cutting the logo out of things. It's all good because Nike already won. Nike made their money already. You want to ruin your stuff? By all means, do it. But why don't those people who are ruining their stuff give all those clothes that they're burning and, and cutting up to the homeless veterans that they so-called care about? But enough with the negative news. Let's get into something fun, something positive. Here we are, NFL, three weeks in, pumped up, because guess what? Fins up, baby, 3-0. and o. Dolphins, yes, the Miami Dolphins are 3-0. and o. So, so, so excited about that. They take on the Patriots next. Oh, can't wait for that. I think, I mean, the Patriots are uh, on a little bit of a downside right now. I don't know what's going on uh, up there in, in Foxborough, but they're 1-2 they're right now. Uh, I don't know if it's because they're without 
some some big name or big catch wide receivers. Um, their defense is playing okay, but I don't really know what's going on up there. Uh, maybe they'll get it figured out. Of course, it's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick regime up there, so I think they'll get it figured out. I mean, come on, they've been to eight Super Bowls, won five of them, so you can't you can't take that away from them and some other big matchups this weekend of course you got Patrick Mahomes who's lighting up the fantasy points and just lighting up the NFL in general they take on the um, tough nose defense of the Denver Broncos on Monday night I know I skipped ahead of myself but uh, that's okay uh, you know that's a that's a highly touted game especially for Monday night but this Thursday night you got Vikings Rams oh Vikings just got manhandled, absolutely manhandled by the rookie quarterback Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what it was. I I don't understand what's going on. But hey, ever since Vontae Davis retired, the Bills have been doing really good, playing a lot better. But uh, you know, Josh Allen went in there and did his thing. I mean, this is why they drafted him, uh, and they he just took he just took it over. I mean, especially in Minnesota. Against that defense, light lit up the scoreboard. But uh, the Vikings take on the Rams Thursday night. That's going to be a battle of two big defenses. The Rams offense is clicking right now. They're putting up big, big numbers. Of, you know, Jared Goff, I think he's got it under control now. I think he's got things really moving forward. Then, like I said, you got Dolphins-Patriots. Uh, excited for that one. That one's up in Foxborough. Um, another big matchup, in my opinion, Jets-Jaguars. I think that's you know a big test for rookie quarterback. Um, Sam McDonald, or Sam Darnold, I'm sorry. Sam Darnold um, against the Jaguars' D. Of course, that's always a tough D to play. And they're in Florida. They're in uh, Duval County. So I think that'll be a tough one for Sam Darnold, especially with that heat. But maybe they could get things going. Who knows? Another matchup I feel like is big, especially after this weekend, is uh, Bills-Packers. Maybe the Bills can finally put it together with uh, with Josh Allen. And uh, we'll see if they can handle um, the defense of the Packers, even though um, things that haven't been going um, the way that they want on defense. Uh, I mean, they're 1-1-1. One, one one. Um, Clay Matthews with those three roughing the quarterback penalties I think some of them are a little overboard uh, I think he's right he talked about it in the post game press conference the league has gotten a little soft with that uh, especially you know there was a there was a penalty called um, last night against uh, Ben Roethlisberger when I think it was Jason Pierre Paul reached over the offensive line and tapped um, Ben Roethlisberger on the head after uh, he had thrown the ball I think Ben flopped a little bit. He fell over as if he were in pain and got the flag thrown. But, you know, they're going to have to really look at this rule. And I think, in my opinion, big hits on the quarterback, I think they might have to start reviewing because uh, I think they're getting a little out of hand. And, and I understand you're trying to, you know, you're trying to make the league more safe because these guys are just bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, but it, it's got to be called fairly. Um, there, there's been some plays, I mean, all around the league, not just hits on the quarterback that have been questionable when it comes to big hitting and if they're leading with their head or with their shoulder, if they're directing straight at the um, receiver's head or the or the running back's head. So I think they're going to have to really look at that rule and uh, get that figured out. Uh, but moving on, Lions-Cowboys, I think that's a big one. I think the Lions got a good first win under their belt, uh, especially against the Patriots and Matt Patricia's old team. 
Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I think that's another. I think that'll be a fun one, especially uh, in Dallas. Uh, even though Dallas came off that loss to the Seahawks last weekend, um, and of course a big, big divisional matchup uh, with the Ravens Steelers Sunday night. Uh, Steelers coming off their first one of the year against the Bucks. Ravens sitting at two and one. I think they got something brewing down there in Baltimore. I think, uh, in my opinion, I think they should use. Uh, RG3 and Lamar Jackson just a little bit more than what they have been. I know that's kind of really not their uh, their offensive mind is to use three quarterbacks, but they got some beasts back there. Uh, they got some athletes back there. and I know Joe Flacco is getting a little old. I know he won a Super Bowl already, uh, but he's getting a little old. So I think they should start rotating, maybe even get Lamar some more reps. Because I, like I said in, in a previous the previous podcast, I think he's going to be the future of their franchise. I think he's going to be a future face of the league, and uh, obviously, you know, I mean, I think he's going to put up numbers that are unbelievable, that are very similar to Michael Vick. I think it'll be a fun one when he finally takes over. On oh, a uh, uh, matchup, I missed. Sorry, uh, 49ers at Chargers. You got a new quarterback in, C.J. Beathard. For the 49ers taking over for uh, Jimmy G, who unfortunately tore his ACL and his MCL this weekend by making a cut move, not even you know a non-contact injury, which are the worst. Uh, but C.J. Beathard's going to go out, go up against that tough, tough defense in L.A. But I think it's going to be another fun week um, of NFL football. And of course, last week, all the fantasy points that were put up, unfortunately, I only went two and one on the weekend. Couldn't get a three and zero. But now I'm one and two in the Sunglass Authority League, two and one in the Touchdown Club, and two and one in the Key West Degenerates League. And I think it's funny right now we're in the Key West Degenerates League. We're in a big argument right now on when trade should be finalized and and when things should be um, processed and and what days we sh- should be able to vote on uh, for uh, different trades because we do a you know big group text. We do a trade alert. And uh, people get to vote, but now we're kind of arguing about when you know the players should be allowed on the team because we actually had a two last-minute trades or one last-minute trade on Sunday, like right before the game started. But respectfully, those two teams, the owners of those teams, didn't use those guys on Sunday. So, uh, but still, we're trying to get it figured out. I mean, we have the rules on a spreadsheet brought to you by Glenn Archer. He he hooked it up. He's the smart one. Um, he put it all on a spreadsheet, so we were able to vote, and we're just trying to get all that figured out. But it's been fun. I'm excited. I'm two and one in that league. I was down um, last night going into the Monday night game. I was down uh, 30, uh, 32.23 points, and I needed Big Ben to go off and OJ Howard to go off, and dang if I didn't do it. So now I'm sitting at two and one in two leagues, and one and two in the other league. So I'm I'm excited. Excited to get Week Four going. want to take a quick break from sports real quick of course recently we had um we had mac miller pass away um just by what i was reading you know i did listen to his music a little bit but by what i was reading um he had a big impact on the music community a lot of people loved him had really close friends within the music community he's um everyone said that he was just a loving and genuine person and you know it's, it's sad to see people so young get taken away from us but you know now he's no longer suffering and he continue to drop hot rhymes up in heaven but you know I 
feel as if he'll be missed um, by a lot of people. And of course, his music will be missed as well. R.I.P. to Mac Miller. So as we all know, September's almost over, which means playoff baseball, start of hockey season, and start of basketball season. I can't wait. I'm always excited um, for playoff baseball. It's the best time of the year, of course, because um, you never know what can happen. Uh, and, you know, it's it's just a beautiful thing. You know, the Indians have clinched. The Red Sox have clinched. Um, I think one more team's clinched, but um, excited for that. Excited to see how that goes on. Love playoff baseball. Can't wait, of course. And, you know, the World Series, my my favorite um you know, phrase during the playoff baseball is, of course, Joe Buck saying, we'll see you tomorrow night. I don't know, that's always, it's always gets the juice flowing, gets the blood boiling. So pumped up about that. Of course, basketball season gets to dribbling here soon. And uh, go Heat, you know, Dwayne Wade's back. One more year, one more dance. Um, excited to see three in his 16th year down in Miami. Hopefully I can make it to a game this year. We'll see what happens with that. But always excited for basketball season, of course, when it's not rigged. But sometimes it is. Who knows? But I don't really care. Um, I'm just excited that Dwayne Wade's back for one more season down in the MIA. And, of course, hockey season. It's my favorite sport, to be completely honest with you. I don't know how many people know that. Uh, but hockey is my number one sport. It's my favorite sport. And, of course, the NHL starts here soon. I think it actually starts next week, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe in a week and a half. Um, but, of course... Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Golden Knights, Vegas Golden Knights. Can't wait for that. Um, always, you know, have hope for the Ice Cats. I know the Lightning are going to be in it. The Vegas Knights right now are just have a, a squad, even though it's their only their second year. Look what they did last year, making it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, but I think, it, you know, I wanted to get on that, and I think it was just destined um, for uh, Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals to finally bring home the Stanley Cup for the first time in team history. You know, after watching Ovechkin's career and how it started, you know, he's he's only been he's only played for one team and it's been the Washington Washington Capitals. And um you know, it's always nice to see when the cup is risen above um somebody's head. I think it's the most uh honorable trophy in sports. It's my favorite trophy in sports because it never changes. There's not a new one uh brand new one made every year. Uh, there's no trophy cases in hockey. Every every trophy has to be given back because it has to be earned again. Even MVP trophies and certain tro like the defensive player of the year, you know, trophy stuff like that. It all has to be given back. And uh, I think that's the beauty of of hockey that there are no trophy cases and that everything has to be earned. Um, but with Alex Ovechkin, I I just thought it was you know I really got emotional when I finally got to see him hoist the cup. You know, because being in being you know. Washington his whole career he's he's had to deal with the with the Pittsburgh Penguins and and their franchise dominance that they've had over the last I don't know 10-15 years and he always ran into a brick wall when it came to the playoffs it was just his team just couldn't get going whether they were the playing the Penguins or not they couldn't they couldn't get it figured out and they couldn't even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals they kept just getting bounced and you know would get swept and and of course always ran into the ever so mighty uh Pittsburgh Penguins and finally, you know, this year they got the big monkey off their back, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, made it to the Stanley Cup Finals and and finally hoisted that uh Stanley Cup and I just thought it was really nice, you know, but this is a new season. 
I'm excited. I'm always excited for hockey, and I can't wait to get that going. So, uh, But that's what's what I'm looking forward to coming up here next month. Of course, it's also my birthday month, October 22nd, going to be the big 2-6. So can't wait for that either. I don't know. There's nothing really crazy about birthdays anymore. I've already turned 21. So it's not really more crazy birthdays, not until the dirty 30. So, uh, But that's four more years from now. But I'm excited. I'm excited for October. And, of course, we got a new week, week five of uh, college football. It's always exciting in college football. Every week's a mystery. You never know what's going to happen. Upsets here, upsets there. Of course, Virginia Tech just got upset by Old Dominion um, just this past weekend. So, always exciting. Always pumped up to watch college football. Just, you know, dream come true for all these guys. And, of course, I've been, been fortunate enough to be around it. But I love college football. I think it's I think it's great. Um and, uh, you know, just, just all kinds of craziness happens every week. But, of course, this week, a little Thursday night matchup. You got North Carolina at Miami. Of course, Miami's on their high horse right now, sitting 3-1. and one. Um, With the way things been going this year for North Carolina, I see Miami going, being 4-1 and one at the end of Thursday night, especially they're favored by 18 points. But they got to see the old Seminoles next weekend, so that'll be a fun one. Um, Friday night, nothing crazy, but you got two matchups. I always like the, uh, you know, Conference USA or American Athletic or, you know, MAC Conference. They always start to get later into the year. They play on, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes even Friday. Of course, this weekend you got Memphis at Tulane. I think that'll be a fun one. Memphis is always a fun team to watch, in my opinion. So I think that'll be a good time. Then the 9 o'clock tilt that same night, you got UCLA at Colorado. Colorado's 3-0, UCLA 0-3. Chip Kelly's, of course, not off to a good start right now. Neither is Scott Frost in Nebraska, but, of course, you don't hear anybody talking about all that. But no no matter, uh, you know, UCLA um, switching in between quarterbacks right now doesn't look real good. Colorado's favored by 10, um, but, yeah, I'll take Colorado in that matchup, especially because it's in Boulder. Um, Saturday, you got uh, uh, Florida State, Louisville. Both teams sitting at 2-2. Two and two. Of course, we haven't beaten anybody big this year. Um, Louisville, they haven't beaten anybody big this year either. Their offense is kind of struggling right now. Um, I think it's because of without Lamar Jackson. I don't know really know where their team is, what their team identity is. Without him, he was a playmaker. Um, and that's why he got drafted in the first round this past draft. But that's a little 330 tilt between the Knowles and the Cardinals. Hopefully the Knowles can pull that one out. Of course, I'm always pulling for pulling for Florida State. Um, but I think that'll, you know, with, with our offense kind of finding its identity and their offense trying to get figured out, it might be a low-scoring ball game. But FSU's favored by six in that one. Um, nothing really crazy like I've mentioned before. Uh, you know, when you get into these middle weeks of the year, there's not really many big games. You're lucky to find them. Um, but another... Well, 12 o'clock tilt. You got the drama in Clemson right now. They're going with the true freshman Trevor Lawrence over an experienced Kelly Bryant. So who knows what they got going on in there. But they um, they host Syracuse. Both teams 4-0. You know, we'll see what Trevor Lawrence really has going. Um, I don't think he's played anybody real big yet. I mean, they played Georgia Tech last week. But, you know, of course, Georgia Tech's, you know, hit or miss. Um, you know, he played well against them, but that's not a true team. I'm not saying Syracuse is a true team either, but they're hot right now. And um, 
I I don't I don't know where Dabo's Dabo's head at head was at with that one, uh, with that decision. But hey, I mean the man's won a national championship already. Has played for, has played for two won one of them. You know, so I think you know maybe they got it figured out over there in Clemson. Uh, then another big Big Twelve matchup. You got uh, number twelve West Virginia headed on over to number twenty five Texas Tech. That game's at twelve o'clock. Um, West Virginia is playing lights out right now. Will Greer, Heisman hopeful, is playing lights out right now. Texas Tech, they're playing pretty good. Um, you know, we'll see how that one goes. I think it'll be a little rowdy place down there, the Red Raiders house. So we'll see how that one is. I mean, West Virginia's favored by three and a half. That's not a lot. Uh, so we'll see how that one goes. Um, then, I mean, you got Tennessee at Georgia, but Tennessee just took a shellac into Florida, which probably shouldn't have happened, especially with. Jeremy Pruitt's new defensive scheme, we saw how it worked in 2013 with Florida State. And, of course, how it's worked with Alabama those couple years in between. I mean, defensive defenses have been lights out under him. Um, I don't know if it's because he's a head coach now that it makes it a little different. But I think Georgia's going to run all over that, especially they're favored by 31.5 in that game. Um, here you go. UCF trying to play another uh, big Power 5 game. They were supposed to head up to UNC a couple weeks ago. Of course, got canceled because of the um, Hurricane Florence. But this this week, they host Pitt at 3.30 down in Orlando. They're actually favored by 13.5. But that's still a big game for them. Maybe they can make a statement. Who knows? You know, another one to look at, uh, I would say Purdue and Nebraska. Like I said, Nebraska's 0-3. Scott Frost is not off to a hot start, but of course no one's really talking about that. They're all, you know, all the the media attention is on Willie Taggart for who knows whatever reason, but um Purdue's not a bad football team. They're only favored by 4. I don't know, we'll see what happens with that one. Um, you know, not like I said not really big games. Michigan, you know, trap number 14 Michigan travels to Northwestern and number 23 Mississippi State hosts Florida. Uh that that should be a good one. I like I like that matchup. Actually, Mississippi State is favored by seven and a half, even after Florida just put a beat down on uh, Mississippi State. Uh, so we'll see how that one goes. Just scrolling through it here. Oh, here we go. Notre Dame or Stanford, excuse me, at Notre Dame. That's a big one in uh, in the old touchdown Jesus. Um, that'll be a fun one. Um, Stanford coming off that big comeback win against Oregon. Notre Dame's been kind of strolling through. I think this is their biggest, biggest test yet of the year. Both teams sitting at 4-0. I think that's just another rivalry renewed. I think that'll be a fun one. Then at that same time, you got Ohio State, or number four Ohio State, at number nine Penn State. That's in Happy Valley. They're having a whiteout out there at Penn State. Um, this is Urban Meyer's first big game back as a head coach, and it's not in a easy place to play so i think this will be a fun one i think trace mcsorley will get it going um they've been playing pretty good even without um saquon barkley so uh penn state i think of course they'll put on a show like they normally do especially when they're playing in front of the home folks in a whiteout um then a little uh pac 12 action well you got number 20 byu headed to number 11 washington that should be a fun one. BYU coming off that big upset win a couple weeks ago over Wisconsin. I think they're riding on the high wave right now, so maybe they'll keep it going up there in Seattle. Then you got Ole Miss at number five LSU. 
Ole Miss is playing okay right now. Their only loss this year is to Alabama, but they got absolutely torched. So we'll see how that works. LSU made a huge jump all the way up to number five in the in the latest AP poll. So we'll see how they they keep playing. I'd, like I said in previous podcasts, I think Coach O, Coach Orgeron, has it figured out up there, or excuse me, down there in the bayou, and I think he's got something cooking, and I'm not talking gumbo, I'm talking about a good football team, so we'll see how that one goes, and of course, number 19, number 19, Oregon, and number 24, Cal, I don't know how Cal squeezed into the top 25, but uh, Oregon going all the way back to 19 after their, um, you know, blow of a lead, in and in a choke of the lead uh, over Stanford, which would have been a huge, huge win for them. But they sit at three and one. Cal sits at three and zero. Oh, but of course, you know, I don't. They haven't really played anybody big or anybody special. So, you know, we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see how that goes. They played UNC, BYU, and Idaho State. So, first true test of the year for Cal. Um, you know, we'll see how Oregon can respond after that. Um, uh, just embarrassing letdown especially in the third and fourth quarter against Stanford. But I think it's another fun week. Uh, it'll be it'll be good to see um, some teams back in action. Of course, I'm excited to see as a fan and as an employee of the university, I'm excited to see if Florida State can really get it going. I noticed in, in Saturday's game against Northern Illinois, and I know it's only against Northern Illinois, but their first two drives they put together really well. Um, they got it cooking, and then they were hot, and they were cold, and they were hot, and they were cold. Um, but defensively played a lot better. Offense still have to make up for some mistakes. But I think this weekend it'll be really fun. I think it'll be a nice little test um, from Louisville, especially up there uh, in Louisville, which is not the easiest place to play, uh, as we saw just a couple of years ago. But, uh, you know, I'm excited again. Of course, I'm always excited for um, college football. To keep it in the topic of college football real quick of course I want to you know mention that we lost Burt Reynolds Florida State legend uh, Burt Reynolds uh, Hollywood legend Burt Reynolds we lost him a couple weeks ago but uh, he you know big influence in, in Florida State athletics even though he only played one year of football I got an injury then took his talents out to Hollywood of course had a wonderful wonderful career out there but he's always involved with uh, Florida State, just the university itself, and of course, athletics and football mostly, and would always um, donate as much money as he could for a good cause for the team. And you know, he was actually the a biggest, hand, the bigger hand in, in redesigning all you know the Florida State football uniforms and even the helmet with the spear on it. Uh, and of course, you know, Florida State's rocking some different uniforms uh, this weekend against Louisville. But of course. Um, rest in peace to the legend himself, Burt Reynolds. And of course, some news that's closest to my heart. Uh, Key West Conk football on a little bit of a two-game slide right now. Um, lost a 21-point a lead going into the fourth quarter over John Carroll two weeks ago. Or excuse me, a 20-point lead, gave up 21 points, lost that one last week, played a Good uh, Benjamin team out of Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, didn't really play well in that one. Took a big loss in that one. Uh, but we get to head back to the friendly confines of Tommy Roberts. We get to host LaSalle this weekend, who actually last year was the first team that we played after the hurricane. We went up there. 
they were nice enough, gave us a little bit of uh, donation money to help out with the cause in uh, Key West, and then we just put it to them real good. Uh, gave it to them 48-13 last year, so hopefully that'll reciprocate to this year, and they can get something going uh, and get back in the win column, get up to 4-2 and two on the year, and uh, make a push uh, toward the playoffs against all their uh, conference opponents, who LaSalle is as well. And, of course, you know I want to do a um, – famous Key West High sport alumni and I didn't really want to do current players at all actually but one in particular is Makai Sargent of course as we all know or if you've listened to me um, in my prior podcast he's at Iowa right now um, he didn't get much much or too many carries um, in the Wisconsin game this past weekend but my man's got three touchdowns on the year he's playing phenomenally well he's done what he's been asked um, he's toting the rock real well, and I'm so excited, so proud of him. So that is a uh, sports alumni for this week. Um, just doing his thing out there in Iowa and uh, rocking number 10. Um, so I'm excited for him. Maybe I'll get a jersey here soon. And to go along with some Key West news, HOB football, HOB alumni, myself, and all my friends, all my boys, all my girls, all all my people, little HOB alum, but their football team is playing lights out right now. They're 3-0 and on the year. Unfortunately, their last game, they didn't get to play. Uh, the other team forfeited, but doesn't matter. They're unblemished. They're 3-0. and Excited for them. They got another game coming up uh, tomorrow against Doral Academy. That should be a fun one. That's in the that's actually up there in Miami, up at, at Doral's field. Hey, but they're playing really good right now. They got a good coach. They got a good AD in John Grimsey, who is my offensive line coach. Um back in high school and he's really excited i'm excited for him i'm excited for the team and uh, it's a really cool thing to see um that get put together uh but hob sitting at 3-0 right now i got a big test tomorrow against the row go bucks just some closing notes um you know i was excited like i said before for football uh weekend and week out Dolphins 3-0, pumped up about that. Hockey season starts soon. Basketball season starts soon. Playoff baseball starts soon. So, of course, I'm all excited for that. Um, just want to give a huge shout-out to all my friends, my family. Um, like, I've done it before, but I want to shout them out again who, who have supported me through everything that I've done in my life. Not only this podcast, but who have always been in my corner. Um, you know, even my teachers, my professors throughout high school. You know, all the equipment staff that I've worked with, I uh, can't thank you guys enough for um, being in my life. You know, once again, my family, my friends, my boys, um, all the people back home who continue to support me and um, nothing but love uh, for the city of Key West. Uh-huh.